0: It's Friday, September 25th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast on today's episode. comedian Steph Tolez, Steph Tolev drops by the studio and so much more and it starts now) Welcome to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast. Steph Tolev. Tolev. I fucked that up off the top, but I owe it to her to correct myself. Steph Tolev is my guest. Steph Tolev drops by Lemon Press Studios for a great chat. She's a very funny comedian, stand-up, improvise, and sketch. She does it all. Triple threat, everybody. And quadruple threat, she sings. We locked down a great rendition of Are You Mariah or Yoko with Jen Grant. This is one for the books. It's a good one, everybody. How you doing today? You good? It's Friday. Do you have a good week? This is a light episode week. It's the first episode of the week. I'm fucking, I'm procrastination. There's a lot on my plate, Uh, but I will backdate episodes. I have about eight interviews scheduled next week, so I will drop it. This past Tuesday's episode will drop. Next week, I have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. More Scamming the Scammers and all that shit that you know and that you love. Oh, I should say this. As always, coming at you from Lemon Press Studios in the Distillery District downtown Toronto. Hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Also, I'm joined in studio uh, today by lifelong friends. It's, you know it's not often being in a big city like Toronto. You don't get to see people that you know very often let alone lifelong friends i've known these two gentlemen well as lifelong would suggest the entire length of my life basically serge beliveau and uh, his brother michelle mike beliveau are in studio say a little something mike actually mike your mic is off because i had to do this thing to split the thing serge say hi and your mic hey how's it going and mike lean in there share it up you how's it going guys yes there it is skidduck is in the house for any new brunswick listeners Skidook highway 132 Rut st. is here representing in the six running in the six all right oh i should remind you also please please share the podcast if you like it share it with your friends family co-workers enemies frenemies anybody i don't care i'm a whore anyone that wants to listen please Listen to the podcast. Email the show pod at jdcomedyhour.com. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at jdcomedyhour and facebook.com slash uh, Satan's Lids Lords. No, JD Comedy Hour, obviously. I've been thinking lately about my monologues on this, and I've been wanting to make them funnier because this is a comedy podcast. And I've said before, I you know my interviews aren't necessarily funny; they just they're real. And if humor happens, so be it. But otherwise, uh, it's not it's not necessarily going to be hysterical, because I just like to get to know my guests and to just have a real human interaction with them. And because for me, I find there's nothing harder to listen to than two people trying to be funny. Right. It's painful. It's forced. It's hard. So I always justify the comedy hour podcast name (laughs) because it's a a podcast by a comedian. So I figure, hey, and it's, you know, classified as comedy. And I do these segments scamming the scammers and so on that are, you know, humorous, if you will. But I've been feeling the pressure lately uh, on myself that these monologues aren't very funny. I'm telling you what I've been up to and whatever. Uh, so I figured I would go through some comedy notebooks. I have like 20 notebooks here filled with ideas and premises, a- and they're not all filled. Don't I'm not prolific in that sense. Writing like I'm not writing so much. All notebooks. This is what happens for a lot of creative people. You know, you have a uh, creative dry spell. Or a a um block, writer's block, and you figure, hey, I'll get a new notebook that will jog things, that will get things going. Get a new notebook, go to chapters indigo, spend twenty dollars on a nice moleskin notebook, and you're like, Yeah, this is it, I'm doing this. Fill the first like eight pages and then the rest <laughs> the rest are all empty. So I have like 20 notebooks where the first like eight to twenty pages are filled. A lot of doodling, a lot of a lot of my signature over and over. That's what I'll do when I write. I sit there and just sign my signature. I practice over and over. And then I, some uh, premises are scattered throughout these notebooks. So I whipped out these notebooks, and I figured, hey, let me go through some premises. Maybe I can talk about that on the monologue and amp up the humor level a little bit, you know? Uh, and doing this, I came across my first ever comedy notebook. This is in 2003... <laughs> I came to a point in my life. I'd always kind of knew I wanted to be a comedian. Then I came into a point to a point in my life where I'm like, "Fuck it! I got to do this. I got to at least start writing, so I can feel good about um, my life." So I came across my first ever notebook. I'm gonna open it and just start reading to you my first ever comedy thoughts, my bits. Okay, so I'm opening here. All right. So it starts up. It says I wrote stand up colon. Alright, okay, here, and this might be very embarrassing, I might edit this out, I probably won't, but let's see, alright, stand up, thank you, I wrote thank you in there, I reminded myself to thank the audience, I wrote literally every possible thing I could think of um, in the process, okay, thank you, Uh, this guy's looking at me like I'm nine years old. I even wrote in. <laughs> I wrote in crowd work off the top. Let's let's do it. Let's spritz for my first ever time on stage. Let's go to the audience right away. And also, uh, I should explain when I wrote this, I was I would have been 20, 19 or twenty years old, and I looked very young. I was a late bloomer, if you know me at all. I had a baby face. I looked very very young. I got ID'd everywhere I went, and um, yeah, I was just I was smaller. Now I'm super rugged, manly, and old-looking. Okay, so here it is. My first ever stand-up notes. Thank you. This guy's looking at me like I'm nine years old or something. I'm not nine. I'm 12. 12 tired and drunk. No, uh, I'm not drunk. I'm high on crack. Crack rules. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I'm not high on crack. Well, that's a joke. Uh, it's LSD. I'm I'm kidding. Uh, But I am drunk. I did crack yesterday. What are we, Wednesday? Uh, But yeah, Uh, people come up to me all the time and are like, Dude, you must get ID'd for everything. Yeah, yeah, I do. Booze, cigarettes, coffee, magazines, hooker. I didn't understand comedy comes in threes. The rule of threes for comedy. I went five here. Uh, Booze, cigarettes, uh, coffee, magazines, hookers, I asked someone for the time the other day. The moron asked me for a piece of ID. I did, however, get ID'd for crack. Anyway, uh, let's get past the age thing. Like, you you know, as if this was the audience's idea. Okay, audience, let's move on. Uh, Anyway, let's get past the age thing. Uh, I have the face of a 14-year-old, but ladies, I have the dot, dot, dot. Ah, who am I kidding? I'm hung like a mouse. Well, self-deprecating. All right, let's go that route. I wonder what age guys would refer uh, to their genitalia to. Uh, We compare ourselves to horses, etc. What age has what? What age has a referable, uh, referred, preferred, ample-sized cock? You know. Like, oh, my God, he's hung like a 36-year-old and a half. Oh, my God, I'm so glad I didn't. This this never, this is not what I ended up performing on stage, by the way. This, these are, this is when I was, I remember being in my apartment and thinking, I want to do stand-up. I'm just going to go for it. And then I started writing. These never really actually made it to stage. Uh, you see, you see me, we can talk about things that women don't like, uh, like the size of our Hogan. Called it a Hogan. And, well, grown-up stuff. Like the sound your girlfriend made last night that sounded like a poopy fart. Oh, my God. This is actually terrible. Uh, on the other hand, women. Ah, there it is. The difference between men and women, everybody. Classic. On the other hand, women do things with their girlfriends that men could never get away with. Their buddies. And then I bracket go into spiel about women on women. Things you would never hear a woman say, bracket, go into spiel about that, okay? So I that was lazy writing. I'm like, okay, this is an idea. And then bracket, you'll figure it out, close bracket. Oh, and we name our penises uh, silly acronyms. Uh, like, you would never hear a woman go, oh, my Hogan's are huge. Why was I obsessed with the word Hogan? Uh... Go in and then bracket go into synonyms again lazy writing you'll figure it out bracket write something f- It's basically like okay. Here's a premise bracket write funny punchline close bracket uh, Okay, if you if you uh, Detected an accent that's cuz I'm a bit nervous. This is my first time and of course I'm French. I don't just have a random accent anytime. I get anxious Could you imagine, I I try to imagine this audience, (laughs) could you imagine I get up here uh, with a thick Indian accent or something, bracket, speak East Indian, (laughs) close bracket, I'm actually like hot right now, my face is red, I'm alone in the Lemon Press studios and I can feel my face uh, being red. So yeah, I'm a bit nervous. I've been rehearsing all day, obviously. I'm I'm even writing that I'm practicing. Like, this is terrible. Okay, I thought I was going to be fine until they just announced my name. Like, I was anticipating being nervous. I thought I would be fine until they uh, just announced my name. I didn't know whether I was going to cry or throw up. That's the punchline. Cry or throw up. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I love how my attempt at being funnier and the monologues is reading you an absolutely terrible idea of what an amateur comic thinks is funny. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, listeners, I want, in my attempt to be funnier, here's eight minutes of terrible amateur comedy. Enjoy. You and me below, just like the flowers, laughing all day
1: long people i need to lose sing a little song then take a shower julian dion comedy Uh,
2: yeah i've been serving for a while everybody should serve once in their life it teaches you lifelong skills um but i've been serving i work at this wing place and people are nuts. Like, don't be rude to somebody who's going to go touch your food. It's like, you just don't do it, right? You just learn, learn the lesson. Um, but I wear this, like, mustache necklace at work sometimes. And I was wearing this one night. And I in this table and I put these wings down. And the guy takes them all out and counts every one. And he's like, <laughs> hello. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? he's like, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, oh, okay, oh my god, okay, okay, Okay. all right, okay, did I order 19 or did I order 20? (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, you're serious, okay, all right, he's like, I I ordered 20, so I'm like, okay, calm down, buddy. So I go to the kitchen, I get one wing, and I'm like, being, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I care, I don't give a shit, oh my god. I'm so sorry we messed up. Like, oh, pardon me, I'll go tell the cook. I don't give a fuck. So I put it down and he's like,
1: okay, well,
2: <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna have to see the manager. And I'm like, okay, all right. So me being Mrs. Hilarious, I just turn around, pick up the mustache necklace. And I turn back around like, hey buddy, how can I help you? Didn't find it funny. No one at the table did. Got a warning, not allowed to wear props at work anymore.
0: Okay, and that, of course, is my guest that you just heard here or there. And she's here in studio, Lemon Press Studio, sitting across uh, from me. What can I say about her? Well, she was most recently, we're just talking about this, uh, most recently uh, won the award for uh, C- Canadian Comedy Award for Best Female Comedian in the Country. Also, most recently, she's a finalist, the top eight for the Serious Top Comic Competition that's happening now, right, during uh, JFL yeah, 42. Yeah. Right here in Tirana, this summer, big year for you, by the way, like huge. It's
2: been a big year, yeah. A big year, yeah, this yeah.
0: summer recorded a, a, just to be at the festival is a big deal at Just for Last, but you also recorded a uh, gala that will air sometime soon in the spring, fall sometime. Yeah. Uh, we are the fall, almost, so not the fall. Also, to the, uh, you've been to the Halifax. She's been to the Halifax Comedy Festival, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. She's one half of the uh, popular sketch duo, Lady Stash, and uh, she's here in, in Lemon Press I, Studio. Steph Tolev, how are you? Uh, good, good. How are you? Good, Good. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being no. here.
2: Thanks for letting me... Enter this cool studio. Everyone should come down and check it out. Yeah, you like it? Rustic. Uh, rustic. Vintage. That's, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, I like it's it. Kinda it's kind of cozy, kind of vibe. Yeah.
0: We're just. Uh, is your when is your album release releasing? Uh, October just, 9th. October 9th. Look mm-hmm. for that. It'll just be online on your website, yeah, iTunes, all that iTunes. sort of stuff. It's
2: called Hot and Hungry.
0: Hot and Hungry.
2: <laughs> I'm really excited about I that. I love it Just eat the Michael Eat bit. it a bit, okay. And you're, and you're right saying now.
0: like the uh, the process of listening to yourself is so excruciating.
2: It's a form <laughs> of hell. I'm honestly like, why do people listen? to this voice i can't stand it and then for some reason i'm deeper on the album I'm like what is that like i hear people laughing i'm like i don't know what they're laughing at because it's just not funny there's no yeah. jokes don't yeah. get the album it's not funny i'm gonna get it but i i just don't find me funny i, I hear think.
0: you well i think i find that's just a syndrome of of doing stand-up like were you ever one to record your sets and watch yourself like oh, coming no. up
2: i did because for practice but i couldn't listen back to it i hated it
0: so hard right how and do people,
2: like, I think it's almost creepy, though, if you really did, like, listen to yourself. Right. Like, that. if someone's like, I love me, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to buy
0: that album. Well, That's... there's some people that are like that. And I don't talk to those people. Yeah. I don't
2: care for them very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's such a thing, like, like for me, how long have you been doing stand-up? About
2: se- seven years, seven, eight years now. Seven yeah.
0: years. So I'm kind of around the same. It'll be nine years in December. And it took me just recently to be able to put up videos on YouTube, and I still hate it. I put them up, I'm like, ugh, why Why am I doing this? Yeah,
2: why am I, why do I look like that? Why am I wearing that? Like, what is going on? And then I'm like, do I always have a double chin? Like, I, for so long, I'm like, it's just, you know, in the photos. I'm like, no, I have one. Just embrace <laughs> the fact that I have a fucking double chin. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I acted like I didn't for, like, years. I do. It's there. And you can see it in every photo and every video I have, so.
0: So look for that.
2: Yeah, look for the double chin. YouTube, Steph yeah. Tolev. Or just Google Steph's double chin and like more videos come up. I think for that videos <laughs> you didn't even know where I had no idea. Like, oh my god! Someone just focus on my chin for an entire set. <laughs> that would actually be a, probably funnier than watching me
0: uh that's so funny let's let's get to know uh you a little bit because this is what i do with the podcast i mean listeners uh you know may see you at shows or whatnot but i like to kind of introduce the other side of steph oh. love and uh where are you from the dark side the dark side let's get into the dark side where are <laughs> you from
2: are you from here i'm from toronto yes born in york yes east york i'm currently living in my the same house i grew up in with no way. my parents living with the rents i am 30 living with my parents they drive me clinically insane they're my, right now, they're not gonna listen to this so I can say it, my mom is convinced my dad is talking to another woman on Facebook, so she comes into my room yesterday and says, how do I creep somebody? I'm like, what, how do you creep someone on Facebook? It's a bot, she gives me the name, I Google it, there's not an existing person, she is, the person has one profile picture, it's her on a beach five years away, so my dad probably added anybody because he doesn't know what the fuck's right. going on. So my mom's convinced now, I'm like, it's insanity. I like Every day there's something new like that to deal with, and my dad spies on the neighbor, all day long. He's like, this guy's fucking nuts. I'm like, you're the one watching him. He's doing his own thing.
0: You're through the blinds.
2: It's, they are completely insane.
0: That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Are your parents from, from here? Yeah. 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 They're both from here.
2: My, my grandparents, my dad's mom and dad are from Bulgaria. Okay. Uh, Yeah. But they're first generation
0: Canadian. Yes. Uh, nice. Oh my God, that's so funny. The the thinking uh, he's talking to him and, and it's a bot. It's
2: clearly a bot. There's no face, there's no c- cover photo, there's no other photos, there's no posts.
0: I don't understand. Like,
2: there's <laughs> nothing there. It's not a person.
0: <laughs> and did she feel better when he told her?
2: No, she's still creeping. She was on my dad's computer looking at it. I'm like, you're psychotic right now.
0: <laughs> I should tell him to listen to this because maybe it'll solve their. I don't understand what bots are, like, I get it, but what's the, what are they, what's the purpose of, because I get added, there's been the surge recently yes. of, like, people from, from Denver or, like, Colorado adding a bunch of comics.
2: Yes, and people, oh, the comics are so fucking stupid, they add them.
0: Yeah, just add anybody. Right? And I'm like,
2: I look at one guy, I'm like, he looks like he's murdered 17 people and they're still... Like behind him, you just can't see them in the photo. I'm like, I'm not adding this guy. And it's like 78 mutual friends. I'm like, why are you adding this
0: crazy person right now? (laughs) I know the comic mentality is like, oh, maybe uh, someone in Colorado discovered me on YouTube (laughs) and are sharing sharing (laughs) me. Get over yourself. No. (laughs) So you're living with your parents. Yes. But did you ever live away? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes.
2: No. No, I just moved back in, well, March with them because I'm moving to LA hopefully next month. Oh, nice. So I'm just saving money. And they were away all summer. So I'm not like, with them every goddamn day. right? Um, but they're like, I every night, like I came in last night, like two, because I had a little meet and greet with somebody and um, sex is what that meant. Uh, but I had to like, I don't know why I had to say that. <laughs> it was sexual intercourse. Um, <laughs> but then I came home and I like tried to tiptoe home and my mom's like, where were you? I'm like, oh my God, I'm 30 years old. Yeah, that
0: never goes away. Like
2: it doesn't. I'm like, what? So I just went, I was at a friend's and then I went to bed. I'm, like, I'm going to tell my mom I had sex with some, person off tinder like no
0: right yeah that's a whole other thing she'll think your dad's on tinder yeah
2: oh my god no uh
0: yeah because that never goes away i mean when when i go back home uh, i'm from new brunswick anytime i go home yeah it's the same that dynamic just settles right back in and it's like parent child <laughs> like
2: it's literally okay my dad this is real my dad the other day uh told me to smarten up and i laughed for 45 minutes <laughs> in his face like, he got, he scolded me. He's like, smarten up, Steph. And I'm like, that's hysterical. I can't smart up anymore. This is it. Uh, this is as much as I'm going to get. Like, right. we're at the limit. <laughs> like, oh, my God. You've hit the ceiling yeah, on smartening that's up. that's it. If this you haven't by now, or peak, No, you're, no it's, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to read anymore. We're, we're done.
0: Right. That's so funny. So you're doing the LA thing. Mm, uh, did, well, you go, did you do the mm. green card thing? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I'm
2: just submitting it now. I was kind of waiting to see what happened with this XM competition because that amount is... um. The fifteen grand is the exact amount that I need to give to my lawyer. <laughs> right, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that you don't have kind of roaming around. I've been saving up for a bit, but all these other fees kind of came up, and I freaked out a bit. It's a lot of money. It's it's it's, it's quite a bit of money.
0: It's crazy, and and people don't get it. Like because there's Americans that listen to this show, some comics. For them, it's super easy to come to Canada. Like they oh, come they to Canada, like get a letter. they just yeah, they get Welcome. a letter, yeah, and they pay like maybe fifty bucks or something uh, for like a tax exempt thing. And then for us to go down there, it's like, like you said, thousands and thousands of dollars. Like literally
2: $15,000. Like that's how much it costs. And they could say, no, that's my, f- like, so I'm so stressed right now because I'm submitting it. So they could be like, I'm just worried that like somebody from high school that I made fun of because I maybe bit was a bit of a bully opens it and goes, Stephanie Toll,
0: I don't think so. And like <laughs> right. declines it. But it's in the Americans that decide, right? It's isn't. In-
2: I think so, but yeah. like, is in the office here.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Oh, I don't know. I have, it have no idea. How I don't it works. know.
2: I don't know. I should know more, but.
0: What if you don't win the contest? What are you going to do? I'm
2: still going, either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go to LA and be broke as shit.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. I
2: had, like, extra money saved for my first couple months there. Because I want a green card because I want to get a job. Right. I'm not like all these other comics, like, I'm going to do the 01 and be, like, no one knows who I am down there. I'm going to go there and be like, welcome to the States. You're on every club. Like, no one right. knows what's going on. So I need to get, like, a side job so I can live i'm not
0: gonna yeah and that's the thing with o1s uh, you, you can't, can't work. you can't do anything no. other than what that o1 is for
2: yeah and you can't even like you're not supposed to get paid right so or the p1 something the,
0: I don't the know. p1 is when you, you're not supposed to get paid yes it's like the
2: oh uh, one yeah it's just paid for comedy or whatever you're doing right but it's like i there's no way in hell i'm gonna make money for at least a couple of years yeah Yeah. it's like too early i don't have a car like it's, it's no i need i need to get like a bartending job the second i get there
0: yeah green card is the way to go yeah. for sure yeah, again. and uh, do you always have your heart set on L.A.? Is that sort of a thing?
2: No, I did this um, NBC showcase thing last year for. Um, they were like looking for to do a new. Doesn't matter. But anyway, so, so I, I went down to L.A. for that, and then I met like kind of the people who uh, are like higher up in NBC, the casting and stuff, and they really like me. So I'm like, well, I should probably go there. Yeah, if they know who I am, absolutely. and they like me. I'm not gonna not go there.
0: You kind of got to be around.
2: And the warmth. I do like the heat.
0: Yeah. Are you a heat freak? I'm a heat freak.
2: I just love, yeah, it's nice. Like, bi- like biking around. I know no one bikes. Everyone's like, you can't bike in LA. I'm like, oh, I'm biking. So right. I'm like, no, you actually can't. I'm like, I'll bike on the sidewalk. I don't give a shit. Like, why, i want, Why can't you bike in LA? Because the cars are mental. Like, and no one's, like, waiting for bikes and no one knows they're coming. So people get hit all the time.
0: Oh, shit. I don't care. Biking. Uh, there was this comic, uh, Julian McCullough in New York. He used to do this bit. And I feel this way about any major city. Uh, he would say, uh, you know, biking in New York. Uh, the thing is, you don't know when you're gonna die, but you definitely know how. Oh God! Do you ever feel like that when you bike around in Toronto? You, no, well, Toronto's a pretty, bike, it's like cyclist-friendly town.
2: It's you know what? I just on the way here, I like it's like thirty minutes, not bad to get down here. But I think cyclists in the city are the worst fucking problem. Right. Like the cars, they kind of know you're there. If you're in the bike lane, I like you're not, you shouldn't be worried. But it's when you pass another biker and then. Like you're clearly faster than them, so I passed this old man, and then all of a sudden he starts to race me the whole way down Danforth. So he's up my ass, and, I, and then he's like shrugging his shoulders, I'm like, "No, you were going two miles per hour two minutes ago." I don't know. It's the is worst. it
0: so? I'm a driver. I don't. I don't have a bike. Okay, but so is it kind of frowned upon to pass someone in a bike lane?
2: No, if you're no. going one mile per hour, like now it's one mile, but like he wasn't moving. He wasn't goddamn moving. I don't do it when there's like other cars there. I'll wait till there's an opening. Right, right. But I guess he had a problem with that. I don't know. It's. It's, it's the same thing when I drive I hate bikers I'm like this guy's in the fucking middle of the road I can't st-. like I freak out Yeah. but then I
0: on a bike they like,
2: fucking hate everybody <laughs>
0: like it's so yeah I'm the same for yeah. like uh, so when it comes to pedestrians when I'm driving I'm like they'll take their time crossing and I'm like motherfuckers yeah. just walk yeah. and I get yeah, so mad yeah. but then when I'm a pedestrian I'm like yeah you try I'll punch the shit out of your hood yeah, like, exactly you know what I mean? yeah
2: it's so psycho you just <laughs> flip so fast on that
0: maybe we're all psychos yeah I think so Let's talk about uh, you getting into comedy. So you started in Toronto. Were you always kind of a comedy fan growing up? Because um, there's I, so much happening here in this city.
2: Yeah. I actually didn't see that. My, I think my mom took me to see Ray Romano when I was um, like 20. <laughs> yeah, that was funny, uh, which was insane. But I didn't watch. Like, I didn't really go see a lot of live stuff. I saw like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and that's not – I don't think that's supposed to be a comedy. I mean, maybe I was (laughs) laughing at the wrong parts, but I watched like a lot of, this sounds so silly, but I watched a lot of Mr. Bean growing Mm -hmm. up, like that was like a
0: main classic
2: It was a classic, that and like Faulty Towers. I watched, I watched a lot of British stuff, and like um, Keeping Up Appearances. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that show?
0: I've never, but I know. Oh
2: my god, the woman that show is—I've never seen an old woman do that many like pratfalls in my entire life. (laughs) Like she falls over everything, (laughs) constant like rolls down hills. And I'm pretty sure it's her. Maybe it's not. Maybe she has like a really good like stunt double, but I'm convinced it's her. Uh, Like I watched a lot of that stuff, and then I guess kind of
0: not real stand up. No, I don't watch a lot of stand up. Yeah, Mr. Bean, like I'll see that now and it's so comforting. Like it brings back so many memories. And it's still funny. I just want to like throw it. Yeah, it's still funny. And I see it and I just want to like throw a pair of PJs in the dryer for like 10 minutes, put them on and and watch. You yeah. Know
2: what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And just
0: snuggle up. <laughs> yeah, it's the epitome of yeah, comfort. It is. Uh, and what was the first thing you got into? Was it stand up or sketch? Well, I went to Humber okay. College, yes. Um, because I couldn't get
2: into uh <laughs> I went to two acting auditions and I didn't get into them. George Brown and I think Sheridan, they're like, no, we hate you. I'm like, okay. Oh, for like, for acting school? Yeah, because I was, I, yeah, I wanted to, those were my first choices, and this was my like third choice, but this is the only thing I got into. I'm like, well, I guess I'm funny now. Um, and
0: was it the two, is it a two year
2: program? Yeah, this is a two year post or a post grad. I took the two year one, and then uh, I, that's where I met Allison Hogg from Lady Stash. So that was like, yeah, the people I met at Humber were really great, and like some of the teachers were really great, but I, I don't think, I, you definitely learn more. Um, Doing it, doing
0: Just it, doing of doing course. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, I, I'm like, people are often quick to attack programs like that or or comedy classes. I'm not generally for those things, but for me, it's like uh, anything that gives you a, a safe environment to get up and do it for the first time. Yes, you know, because so many people, like, like it's one of those things. Stand up, it's so hard to do. You you might have uh, like ambitions to do it or want to do it. But and you think in your head, I'll just wake up and feel ready one day. That's never gonna happen. No. You'll always be scared shitless. So if there's some sort of program you can take that's kind of a safe environment, everyone's like minded. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily about the advice, really, but just anything that'll push you up to get you up the yeah. first first time. I'd
2: recommend the post grad program. I think a year would have been great.
0: Yeah, what do you cover in two years? That's the
2: thing. Two years it was just a bit like I felt a bit repetitive at times. And 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 what's the actual
0: program? Is it only comedy? Yeah,
2: like there's like, yeah. Like like, the first year we had like all like awesome teachers too. Um, Alan Gutman, who used to like direct Second City with like Eugene Levy and shit. Like he was like an amazing improv teacher. And I, that was like one of the first improv classes I ever took. So that was awesome. And then like we'd learned like physical comedy was really cool. We had this voice class that was like, no one took it seriously. We're all like doing these weird sounds and we're all just like, most of us were stoned. And it was just like, (laughs) it was just. Some some courses definitely were beneficial, but like especially like because we every Tuesday we got to go to Yuck Yucks and do stand up. So that D- does was, that
0: start immediately? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that shit. was so you're like, pretty right thrown in. Like, oh
2: yeah. So it's like as soon as you're comfortable, you sign up and you go up, and that was great. And you three minutes, and it's like you bring all your friends, and that like that environment was so amazing for your first couple sets because like everyone's there to see other people, so they're supporting everybody. It's not like they wouldn't support you because they didn't know you. Everybody was laughing at everything, and it was like really warm and nice.
0: Yeah, because they also want you to laugh at their yeah shit, yeah.
2: Like. But then you listen back to. I still have that first recording, and I'm like, oh, my. I just played, like, do you know the Baby Elephant song? It's like, it was on the old Fido phones, the ones with the snake game on it. I would just play the song into the microphone and dance around like a main, no joke, no bit, made no sense at all. Oh, my, just mortified thinking about it now, like, oh, I can't even,
0: oh, it makes my skin crawl. But it went well the first, like. Yeah, the first,
2: because I I packed it. I had, like, 15 friends in the audience. Mm. So, yeah, it went well, because they were there and laughing. Mm
0: and so did you get confidence from that right away and do you feel like did you like okay so basically what i'm asking is okay performing in a safe environment like that what was the first time after that that you performed or that you had maybe no friends in the audience and it was like oh shit this is real
2: oh i did a it used to be called tommy cooks it was a bar in scarborough and i took one friend uh with me and i i ate it pretty hard and i got heckled really bad by this drunk guy and then i threatened to beat him up in the parking lot and he waited for me. And I'm like, oh, oh God. Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah, Scarborough. It doesn't matter who you are. Oh, no. And sure. I was
2: like 19 or 18 at the time. And I was like, what am I doing right now? Like, this is so. And I wasn't even funny either. No, yeah, he had every right to heckle me. I was saying garbage. What was the like, heckle? I, he just like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Get off. And I'm like, well, I'll get off on you outside. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I was just so mad. But I did a lot of improv. Like, I started, that's mostly what I did after Humber for like four years with um, Lady Sash. There used to be four of us. And uh, we were called the Dumb Cunts. Cool name. Uh, we had to change it. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> nobody wanted to write dumb cunts on a poster. Um, so we had to change that. So we, that made me feel comfortable because the improv crowds are still to this day insane. If you ever feel like doubting yourself, go to a stand-up set at an improv show. You'll be like, oh, I'm the funniest person in the entire world. Right? Because they're so giving and they're so nice. So we would do improv like probably twice a week, the four of us. And, and where? Really because
0: I don't know much about the improv world. So where would you go perform?
2: There used to be a place called The Oasis. That's just nothing. I, I think it's Ezekiel House now or something. It's all, it doesn't matter. It's, that was a really good venue. And uh, Clinton's used to have um, a Sunday night improv show. So
0: every Sunday we'd go like there and do it. And and tell me like what an improv show is like. Uh, you know, like is it? Do you do sketches? Do you? No, it's do... all made
2: up. So the whole thing is just like we, the four of us, we a, the way we'd start is we get a, a suggestion. The four of us would stand in the front of the stage and we would each do a little monologue on the suggestion and then we just go into scenes
0: wow yeah shit yeah. and is that long form short form i don't again, i don't I know not yeah much.
2: i don't i think that was more long form. Was when you like tie it in together kind of at the end we did like a mix of short and long scenes like they were really good with the technical stuff. I would just come on like a wacky character. I'm like, look at me now, and then I would leave the scene. <laughs> I let them do everything.
0: And that must have fed into your stand up. I mean, yes, that made be... me
2: way more comfortable on stage. Like, I recommend anybody just doing improv if they're first starting out to stand up because it really loosens you up.
0: Yeah, you don't have the safety net of a, an act. Yeah, and you're... you're just
2: like the coming up with stuff and getting like an applause of something you just came up with feels better than getting an applause of something that you've written in practice for so long.
0: Right. Yeah and it's kind of you have to think on your feet yeah. and you have to be present in the moment. Oh, yeah. You can't be if you're in your head you're you're fucked.
2: And like especially dealing with the hecklers and like people in the crowd like my improv with crowd people now is way way better.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, I, I can like, imagine. Yeah, it helps so much. And so what was the what was the crossover? When did you when did stand up sort of take over a little more? Um did you still do it at uh, a an, bit. I I would yeah. say
2: I did it like once like I've been doing comedy for like 10 years and I would do stand up like once every couple months so I didn't really count that As and then I started running this room I would, <laughs> at Fox and Fiddle I would serve and host a show at the same time so I'd be on stage like 10 wings you want to re- refill that coke and I'd like point it was so psycho but I got paid to do it so I'm like oh my god like I started getting 50 bucks to do the show plus I'd still be getting paid hourly and I'd get tips so I'm like this is crazy so that's I alert. just yeah it was so crazy so I started realizing that uh stand-up makes more money because we moved into sketch so then there's just, like two of us doing sketch and then I started doing more stand-up because there's not that many sketch shows also too like now there's a bit more but like you can still only like Valis and I really wanted to maybe do two a week maybe three if we really pushed it but that's like also doing it on stand-up shows there's just way more stand-up shows to do and you make money right. up. people like like corporates and like fundraisers stuff like that like It's really sometimes really weird. We did a couple of fundraisers and it was like very odd. Like I was doing stand up with a mic, and then we get up and we're like, hey, we have no mic or no tech. We're going to do some weird things now. (laughs) People are like, what the heck is going on right now? People are just more used to seeing stand up in that kind of environment.
0: Yeah, and even though e- sometimes even in those environments people don't know how to act no, no, uh, no. in a stand-up setting. So I imagine sketch. So when did sketch really, when did you get into that more? I'm, I'm interested about this because I don't, Yeah, like, improv and sketch are kind of They're like, very, foreign to me.
2: Yes, well improv and sketch, they usually like.
0: Go hand in hand? Yeah,
2: and they usually tie each other really well. Because like, you'll do a scene, uh, you'll make up an improv scene, and then you're like, fuck, that's funny. Like We should write that down. Like, like When we first started a few of our scenes, a sketch came from that. And some of them that we still do to this day, we were from an improv set that we did years ago, which is awesome. But we uh, you're like, just
0: like writing on stage, basically. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It's and it's fun. It's so fun to do it. When it works, when you, but bad improv. Oh dear God, it's it's horrendous to watch. It's
0: so hard to watch.
2: It's way worse than watching a stand-up bomb. It's way worse because it's just like Mark Little said this the other day. I laugh so hard. He's like, sometimes you watch improv and it just looks like adults trying really hard, and that's what it was to me. I was like. Because you're watching these, like, some of them are like 45, 50 years old, on stage, and like, oh, like, I can't, like, you have family. Do they know you're doing this? Like, oh, yeah. no. That character's so bad. Just... But we started, um, one of the members, Lauren Cochran, moved away, and then there's three of us. So we did sketch. We started doing sketch with Sarah, and then she moved into the Sketchersons. So there's two of us. So I'd say like four years in, we got into sketch.
0: And would you, what kind of rooms would you play? Um, We, we would do stand up shows. Like, All Allison right. and
2: I would do, like, anything that stays, anything at a comedy bar we would jump onto, like there's a lot of like, Vesta Friends is a monthly show there. We used to have a, a, a monthly show called Lady Sash Gone Wild where we would do, we'd have a host and like three acts and we'd do like all new stuff and show a new video every month and stuff. But that's hard to keep up.
0: And how long is a typical sketch set or show?
2: We could do, well, we could do normally 15 plus. Like it's weird to do under 15 because it's just awkward like us doing one scene and leaving. Right. Um, but for we're doing just for laughs, uh forty two and we're doing an hour. So we're pretty pumped oh, up. Oh nice we're yeah. about uh comedy bar on the twenty ninth.
0: Comedy bars, then the twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah, that'll be fun. And so okay, so you write these sketches and then you do them Is they're is, very loose. Like
2: Alice and I are very uh we don't like most of our stuff isn't even written down, which we should write it out. Uh but we know the beats and we'll just kinda get
0: to them. And how that do you thing. like transition from a sketch to the other one, dude? Like how do you stop
2: Sometimes if it's there's no tech at all, like if there's no lights, we'll just go and that's that scene. <laughs> like we'll just right. bluntly tell them, or it's like a lights up, lights down kind of thing. Music. Right. We we work well both ways because right, right. we usually we talk and we like we actually when we did the Edinburgh Fringe, um, we got there and our venue was not what we thought it was going to be. We were in this really small bar with like pods as chairs, no lights, no tech guy. So I had to buy an iHome and like do all the music for myself. It was. So brutal, but we had to buy a whiteboard and like write all our sketches on it, and then so we're like, okay, when we're done a sketch, we're just gonna wipe it out, and like it actually worked. <laughs> yeah. But like that wouldn't work. And it was a small space; that wouldn't work in like a big space. Like we need, you need tech for that. kind And of
0: that's thing. a month of shows, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many shows a week do you do in four weeks?
2: We ended up doing the half fringe, so it was two and a half weeks, but we still did. I think we did something like thirty shows. Because we did other ones too. Right. And then I was doing stand up also because I wanted to handle flyers. Someone come to our show. It's. Uh,
0: oh, like you would oh. just like get on other people's show, yeah. do a guest spot sort of thing, hand out flyers? Because, yeah, you have to fill your own room, right? Nobody does it yeah, for you. Yeah, it's all
2: you. So, like, we do the free fringe too. So you got to fill it yourself. And anybody who does a full fringe, I don't. Like, there's so many comics each year that did it. Like, I can't believe. Yeah, Graham it, Clark, like Dylan Gott. Um, Hastings Hastings does every year Bobby Mayer they do every year I'm like I don't know how it's a month and they do I think Dylan does something like 93 shows something insane
0: right like that's yeah including like the jump on yeah the the jump on on, jump off
2: and like your show itself you're doing like an hour plus the other ones you might be doing 15 like that's a lot of material and that's a lot of the same thing every day like every day and you have to flyer that's what no one realizes every single day you have to stand outside and hand out and like everyone's flying, so you're flying with Three thousand performers oh every single day. It's and it rains all the time, so you're soaking wet and you're hungover every day, and you're, all you eat is fish and chips. I mean, I'm not complaining about that. That's actually really good. <laughs> I do like the fish and chips. Where
0: do you stay when you're when you're there?
2: We oh god, we stayed at um, a friend of our mom's house. And it was just it was 25 minutes away from downtown, so it was killing us. Like the commute every day it would be almost like 40 minutes in and out, and it was just.
0: Would oh. you like bus in or train in? Yeah, or? we'd bus
2: in and it was like double decker bus and we were like getting so sick and oh, it was, it was brutal. It, it's, I oh, don't, fuck. yeah, I don't know if, if I could do it again. If we did it again, we were like, we had to be put up somewhere. Like I don't really care about making the money because we broke even, like we did the pay what you can thing. So every night we pretty much made like 50, 60 pounds, which is almost like 80 bucks kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is fine. But we just spent that on drinks right after the show. <laughs> That's all that was. But it's brutal. I don't know if people do it.
0: Must be a fun experience, though. I mean, you, it's you, crazy. Like, as much as you flyer with all these people and kind of competing, you, you, you must bond with everyone at that level because yeah. you're kind of in the trenches together. You're doing it
2: kind of, yeah. And you see a lot of really cool shows, like a lot of really cool performers. And, like, we did a, the I think the coolest show we did was in um, a double decker bus, and it was the upstairs. And it was supposed to be a kid's show. So, like, they they're like, it's advertised ages 11 to 17. And we're like, okay. So, we get there, um, and there's a uh, about five three year olds, a couple four year olds, and five year olds. And I look at Allison, I'm like, Oh, well, here we go. So we always had to change. That's where, thank God, we both did improv because we had to change every single sketch. So we just did like sketches where we like ask them questions. And like, when Allison sings really well and I don't sing well, and I'd sing, I'm like, Who sounds better? And they'd be like, She does. I'm like, I don't think so. And they'd be like, Boo. Like, and it was like actually really cute. And like, right. they were laughing really hard. I'm like, Oh my God, if we can get a five year old to laugh that hard, we're doing something right. Yeah, best, that's the test. That was cool. But it's, it's, it's very insane.
0: What year was that you went over there? 2012. Okay. Yeah. Do you th- ever think of going back? No. No, 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 no. no. One, one and done. Oh, well,
2: well unless, unless, yeah, unless we had a place like right downtown. And I think I would pay someone to fly her. Right. Because I don't think I could do that again. That's oh, yeah. so, three hours we'd fly her every day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't and if even... we didn't, we, one day we were too hungover to fly flyer, Two people in the audience were like, okay, we have to fly her. And every day when we did, we'd get at least 20. Oh really? Yeah. So it does make it a does. big oh, it yeah, makes huge a huge difference. difference. Oh yeah,
0: and especially in that environment because people expect it. They know the fringe is happening. I mean, there must yeah. be a buzz in the city and all that shit. Oh yeah, it, there's so many shows. It's it's crazy. When did you decide that um, like stand up slowly t- started taking over? You mentioned you used to serve and stuff. Do you still have a side gig or anything? Or no,
2: you- I was working at actually a place. Have you ever been uh, to Betty's? Yeah, uh, yeah. King, yeah, right beside Pacific Junction Hotel. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was working there like once. Uh, every two three weeks, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. I went and picked up a sixty dollar check yesterday. I'm like, I what am I doing? <laughs> that was just a kind of like a side thing, but that was the last thing, and I it, I haven't been working there in like two months.
0: And so, when did you decide? When did you decide that this was been, but going to become more than a, a hobby? than hobby and this is what you were gonna do I guess it's kind of different for you because you went to school for it so it's kind of you're diving in deep
2: yeah I think right away I was kind of like this is the plan we gotta telling- do this right but then there's just so many ups and downs for those years I'm like I gotta find a backup like there was like I think like four years ago I'm like well I, I've worked in the serving industry for years and then a couple of my other serving friends were like Maybe we should talk about buying a bar together and like doing this. Cause I'm like, I don't know if this is working. Like, there was like a couple, there's like a year there where it was like a bad year and I was like getting nothing. And I felt like I was trying so hard. And it was just like, I'm sure every, everyone goes to obviously as a right. Canadian, but I was like losing my mind. I'm like, I have no backup. So then after that year, I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm just going to like give it my all. I even harder. That's why I do both sketches and I was like, I want to do everything. I want there to be so many options. And like, I want to make sure I'm not like, you know selling myself short. I want every part of me to be out there, so I'm like, I'm giving it everything I have.
0: Yeah, you kind of got to use every tool that you have yeah. in, in in the toolbox. Oh, were- they're all out. <laughs> they're all out there. Uh, were, your, were your parents always supportive? Or yes. did they have doubts at times?
2: No, I think at first they kind of had doubts because my sister went to school for... Um, I don't know what the hell she went to school for, but she's like working for City of Toronto now, and she's like running community centers and stuff. So they were like, "Well, she knows what she's doing." And I think the first couple times my parents saw me, they're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> what the <laughs> Did hell? Did they come is early on doing? like one of oh, those yeah. Tuesday nights? Yeah, they came and they're like, Bool. "Like they were like, oh that's funny." Like they said it was and I'm like, "Oh man, now." But it was really nice for them. They drove actually from uh, the cottage to come see me in Montreal, like six hours, not a big deal. But they came and I saw them like. I randomly saw them staring at me in the middle of my TV taping. It was very distracting. It was my dad's head. I'm like, ah, um," like,
0: because you sat anywhere else. Like, why are you sitting
2: where I can fucking see you? But it was really nice. Like, they are like so supportive now.
0: Yeah, and I'm especially doing a gala just for laughs. That's such a Canadian institution. I mean, we grew up watching that on TV. Everybody knows it. I mean, that just kind of probably just hit it home for them. Yeah, and they were like,
2: oh, she's actually. I think that's the one. The first thing they were like, oh shit. She actually is. And they came on my album taping. That was in April. And I did like a full hour.
0: And they were like, oh, I didn't know you
2: had that many jokes. I'm like, yes. Hello, <laughs> I've been doing this for so long. Right. Of course I have that many jokes. Your, yeah.
0: your parents sound, like, uh, sound pretty funny, what, you, what yeah. how you were describing them. Do you get a lot of humor from them?
2: Yeah, I have a few jokes about yeah. them. Yeah,
0: yeah, and do you f- do you ever feel subconscious if they are watching you? Do you ever have to, f- to feel like you censor yourself? Yes. Like that? Yeah.
2: Well, there's a couple of jokes about me having sex uh, with people in their house, and I don't think they want to hear those bits because I'm so honest on stage. And I'm like, so yeah. Parents, so I was fucking a guy. I'm like, oh fuck, why am I? I don't need to say that part of it, and like some of it, but like I did all my really gross stuff in front of them for the album taping. They're were... they're pretty gross too. I don't know why I, I'm like scared they're gonna be weirded out by it, but no. Are they religious at all? No. God, no? no. No, no. They're that, pretty... That
0: probably helps. Yeah they, yeah, they
2: swear more than I do. Right. So they're pretty
0: rough around the edges, I guess. I like it. Yeah. And uh, when you did your... Um, yeah, because I mean, when you did your album special, you must have like really had to do pretty much everything. Almost. Oh, yeah.
2: And they brought like the second night, they brought uh, like 30 of their friends like t- three cars came in from Whitby. I'm like, oh, that's shit. hilarious. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really nice.
0: Like you said on stage, you're very honest and open. There's not much you hide. Where, where have you ever been with, uh, cause I asked all of my guests this cause we're comics. We're in the business. Sometimes we get paid by alcohol. Where have you ever, like where, what's your relationship with like alcohol and drugs? Did that ever come into play? Is that something that's ever helped or hindered you perform? Like get rid of anxiety or,
2: um, I'm, that's weird you ask it now. I'm actually on like a fucking two-week stupid idiot soup cleanse diet, so it's no alcohol for two weeks. It is, I don't think I really realize that it's a little harder getting up there without one. Like I usually have one beer or like a glass of wine before I go on stage just to kind of loosen it a little bit. and Take the edge off. Yeah, and this last couple of weeks have been, oh, I've been like I've been nervous on stage all over again. I'm like, I'm like pacing and like like running over my words and like saying jokes weirdly. I'm like, what is going on? Like I'm f- super nervous. So I'm like, its it's definitely i I definitely like having something. yeah, I don't normally smoke weed before shows, because um, I get too silly. Like the vapor rooms I'm fine when I'm in there cause I like, yeah, it's that all environment part of it. right. lets you kind of get loopy, whatever. but I don't know. i uh, I need a drink. yeah <laughs> I need yeah. at least. One beer is kind of my nice, like, just something small, even if it like doesn't make doing anything, It just I feel mentally it just might relax me a bit. One
0: hundred percent, I get it. Yeah. Do you think maybe like doing it sober, you'll get used to that? No, I
2: I don't want don't want to <laughs> get used to this. No, I I think I'll have to because I was I feel like the summer was very um like being in Montreal and then being like I was touring pretty much all summer long and I just. When you're away, you're just oh, ma'am. drinking. Good Lord. I know. My body was like a bag of cellulite when I came home. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, I need to fix this. This is, yeah. this can't be here right now.
0: It's such a trap, like being on the road, because, I mean, I can see, you, you know, you run into these old road dogs that have been doing it forever. And they're, just, they're drunks and oh, yeah. you kind of get it because when you start going on the road, you're like, oh my God, vacation, party, let's do this. Also, it's also hard to be on the road because a lot of people will be like, oh my God, you went to Vancouver, uh, so much fun. I'm like, yeah, but I don't even enjoy Vancouver when I'm there because I'm thinking of all the shows I have to do at night. Yeah, so that's exactly have, what I just said, yeah. yeah so you have drinks to, to help subside anxiety, the anxiety, drinks and then you, in the day, you drink until the night. <laughs> and then after you're set, you're like, oh man, that was great. I love doing this. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Then you drink yeah. and drink your face off, wake up the next day. You're like, well, I'm on vacation. I have the show to do tonight. I'm feeling yeah. anxious. I'll just drink. That's and it,
2: every single day. That's exactly how it day. is. Every day.
0: And I think the more you're on the road, you just have to f- figure out a way to curb that. And then, yeah, I love, know,
2: it's, uh, it's hard. Because like the one day I'm like, okay, I'm not going to drink. And then Morgan O'Shea from Montreal was in Vancouver. And he's like, oh, the one day I'm here, you're not drinking. I'm like, well, I guess I'm drinking now, of course. Like, <laughs> that's it's just, all, that's all, all someone all sit, Yeah, One person being well, and then like, uh, it, yeah, every I, I think there's two nights. I was in Vancouver two and a half weeks. I didn't drink two nights. That's it. And I'm like, that's sick. <laughs> all the money I made has gone towards <laughs> fucking drinks. And then so now this last week, um, I've been doing shows. And like, of course, every show is – Hey, we got a case of beer. Help yourself. Oh, sorry, I can't do it. Like every no. fucking show I've been to has been like, here's beer, here's this. Went to a party. Someone comes out with a tray of shots. Where did when do you ever go to a party and there's a tray of shots? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that in my entire life. The one week I'm like, I I can't. And then I have this stupid water bottle with me. Everyone's like, What's in that? Water? I'm like, why are you judging me for drinking water? Yes, it's water.
0: People get so mad get when you're so not drinking. Mad. Yeah, I think I do that to people too, though, because I feel like
2: they want you to feel like, oh, oh, you're better than me. You don't need a drink. I'm like,
0: no, I really want one. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I I took 15 months off of everything. Oh my god. I'm back now, but uh, I know 15 months. But it's amazing how people will. Be mad at you if, if you don't drink. It's like you're taking away. And as much as I was trying to not change anything, I'd still try to go out. I'd still try, you know, I'd close down bars with my friends and just be there because yep. I didn't want, I really didn't want them to notice a difference. Like be like, oh, yeah, you're not drinking anymore. You're in bed by 10. Yeah, loser. I, yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. But even like with consciously putting in the effort to not change anything, they would be different around me. Yeah. Like I had this one friend that was visiting Toronto and we're out and I'm having a good time. Like we're, I'm just not drinking. He's having some drinks and he kept apologizing the whole night. He's like, "Oh, so sorry, man. I'm fucked up." I'm like, "Shut the fuck yeah, up. Like, like, get wasted." Like, I'm all for it. I'm just myself taking a break from yeah, it, you Yeah, like know? why
2: everyone makes a big deal. It's very strange that I feel like is that happened in every like form of workers, I just comedians no, and each it, other? No, it
0: happens cuz yeah, it just happens cuz people just want eat, like I don't know.
2: It's like a community. It's like a social thing, and they feel like you're not. Yeah, because I have been doing that. I was at comedy bar last so Tuesday till two in the morning. And I was like, Are you fucking sober. I'm like, yes. <laughs> lay off. Like yeah. I'm still trying. I'm still joking around with everybody. I'm still hanging out.
0: Yeah. It's and, and they say peer pressure is a thing. Your formative years. I think it gets worse. It's with, way with, worse with age. Now. Yeah. Way worse. Because people see it as like an insult almost if you're not. Dr- yeah. I,
2: oh my god. And now it's my it's my best friend's birthday today, and she's like, well we're going out for drinks. I don't know what you're gonna do. I'm like. I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna come with you guys and just have some water, like or tea or something. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know why it's that big a
0: deal. Have you ever been on stage fucked up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's any I don't. any performances come to mind?
2: Um oh my god. Uh there's definitely been stand-up ones where I got oh yes, yes, there was. Do I feel bad? JJ J. Lieberman's um what's the money? The Dirty North show. Oh, I went on a Day date, which was silly. So I drank like a pitcher and a half of beer at six. Went up to comedy bar, got there too early. I got there an hour early. I'm like, well, I better go down the street. My buddy owns a bar. Two more pints at his bar. Get to the comedy bar. I'm like, well, I better get a drink for the show. I'm like eight beers deep at this point. I don't remember what I said on stage. No I got up, and this was like this was like a couple months ago. Got up, and I was like, I, I talked something. I said something gross. And I remember people not liking it, but me being like, like, you!" and then did another gross joke. Walked off stage, and I literally was like, I could not tell you. Right now, if you ask me what, what I did on stage, I have no idea. I have absolutely no clue what jokes I did. And I don't think it went very well. There's no way it went well.
0: Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend doing that. We're going to do this uh, segment. In a sec here, but before we do, uh, so you're moving to LA over the next months. What's, yep. what's the plan when you're down there? Just kind of go swing for the fences and <laughs> yeah, be around and do it. Just kind of
2: yeah, just kind of start from the bottom, I guess, and just work my way up. Like I'm not doing like a literally little, a couple months. Like, I'm going to try to go there for like years, a couple years, because I think with a green card you have to stay there legally for six months at a time. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do like the from like now to like cottage season, and then come back and do like summer shows and stuff, and then go back.
0: Yeah, that's also a trap you can fall down. Uh, or into when you're down there is like once you leave canada you become like a commodity here so everyone's like oh steph's in la so then you'll get all these offers for shows here but you have to just stick it out down there yeah it's like so tempting to come back yeah and forth, yeah, yeah, but then yeah. You're, you're kind of in limbo in between in, in both countries you're not getting ahead in either no i want to
2: like give it yeah i don't want to do that whole like back and forth thing
0: yeah and that's what you got to do anything you want to plug so okay your album
2: album october 9th october 9th um, what's yeah. hot
0: and Hot and hungry. Hot and hungry. (laughs) Scott. It's
2: going to be the grossest um, uh, photo I think anyone's ever seen. I have a girl uh, taking photos for me next Monday, and they're going to be gross. They're going to be, I I really, I was looking at a lot of female comedians' albums. I'm like, no, I want to be different. I want to look revolting, and I'm going to.
0: How are you gonna do it? Like just look sweaty and I'm gonna hungry? be
2: soaking wet, uh, and uh, we're ordering a full pizza that I'm gonna put on my body. Every like I I mentioned a bunch of food in in the album, so every food article I mentioned, I'm gonna put on me, at somehow, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be pretty gross. Hilarious. Yeah, I'm gonna be a pile of food. Um, and yeah, October first is a XM top comic finalist. So if you're a fan of mine, just come and laugh because I really need. And uh, yeah, how do they pick? How do they choose the winner? Because it's a ju- it's judges now. Judges, okay. Right. Yeah. So I don't know who the judges are. I'm really hoping it's somebody I didn't shit on before, which it easily could have been. Um, and uh, uh September 29th, Lady Sash, 7 p.m. at Comedy Bar. That'll be a great one if you've never seen sketch before. If you like sketch, we're doing all our like favorites. Like we have like half new, half old, and they're really silly. And releasing a new video so
0: awesome yeah well look for that okay let's take a short break we'll be right back with uh, Steph tolev and jen grant ah soothing isn't that nice this episode of this is weird this episode of the julian dion comedy hour podcast is brought to you yet again always and forever by echo one photography that's right gta listeners great tour toronto tour. Arior, this one's for you. If you're a comedian, musician, actor, business person, whoever, and you need <laughs> this song is ridiculous, and you need some headshots done for whatever, headshots or photography needs fulfilled, well, look no further. Echo One will do that for you. If you own a business and need some product photography done for e commerce or advertising purposes, again, Echo One, guess what? They'll do that too. Email Eugene, that's E U G E N E, at Echo One and enter J D C H. That's the Julie Dion comedy hour in the subject line for special offers. I feel like or this is the intro to Seventh Heaven. Do it today. So, But it was really good. good. Yeah. Beauty. Yeah. And this has been Catch Up Sesh with Steph uh-huh. and
3: Jen.
0: <laughs> okay, we are back. Were you recording with, that whole thing? Yeah, I record everything, but don't worry, it's all going to be edited <laughs> okay. down.
3: It better be. <laughs>
0: Edit that shit out. We're back with Steph Tolov and Jen Grant joins us. In studs, we're gonna do so. We haven't told you the segment. You've got a sketch Ooh. improv background, ambush. you'll be good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Care. it's an ambush. All right, uh, we usually just ambush people because then they don't have time to think about it too much. I like that. Um, so we're gonna do this. It's a fun segment. Uh, time now for another installment of Are You Mariah or Yoko. And now, Julian Dion presents Are You Mariah
1: or I'm Yoko. Yoko where we find out from each of your celebrity guests, is it vocal range or
0: vocal strain? Do you have any idea based on that?
2: I'm assuming I have to do something as singing. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, so there you go. Yeah, so Jen, if you could, as always, <laughs> <in> <laughs> explain to lovely Steph Toliv okay. the premise
3: Okay, so Steph, you know when you're listening to your favorite song mm-hmm. with your earbuds in, yes, and you got it cranked because you love it, and you're really getting into it, and you're singing it, and you're home alone mm-hmm. or in the car, and you're really giving it like mm-hmm. as much as you have, and you think you sound amazing because all you're hearing is that great voice, yeah, that's pre like professionally recorded coming back into your ears, but you think, well, if I could hear it myself, I'm sure it's like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. We're going to put that to the test right now. Okay. So you and I are going to sing the same song. Okay. You're going to choose the song. Okay. Let's do
2: future islands. Do you know future islands? (laughs) I don't think so. Seasons change. future islands. Now I can't think of the the title of the song. I think it's called seasons change. Okay. Okay. Do you have it there or? No, I don't. I have every other song from them, but that one for some reason right now, or, Oh, or, okay. Wait. Okay. Uh,
0: I think I think uh, Future Islands would be a good one. Okay, I think Le- so. Yeah, let, let me get. Island. That's me... not
3: it though. Yes, that's it. That's the one. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, what? I've never heard of any of this. Really? <laughs> so out of the loop. Yeah.
2: Oh my God, this guy's like crazy when he performs live. He was on. Um, wow. I think Conan. He was, did some insane performance. Really? Yeah. really?
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good.
2: Well, I'm glad you're
3: introducing me t-
0: on, to uh, it. Like one of the last Lettermans. Yeah, yeah, Letterman. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Sorry, it was Letterman. Yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah. slamming yes, up the ground. Yeah, he's amazing. He's
2: like a crazy performer. I can't heard of him. Yeah, that's good. I was gonna that or Hot Chip, but Hot Chip's like. More like instrumental.
0: Okay.
2: I I, I, I should have told you I hate singing. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, (laughs) Oh my God, this is great uh, then. Yeah, this is really on my comfort level. So
0: so let me, what's the name of the song?
3: Here, I think this is it here. I think it has, let's play it and see if it's.
2: So we plug it right into the thing?
0: Yeah, we're going to plug it right into the oh. thing so you can only hear the music. So you don't even have to, you won't even hear your <laughs> oh voice. God. <laughs> okay. Just give
2: it. We're going to have All fun. Right.
3: Trust me, everybody's done it and everybody's oh been no, silly and it's it. great. It's great. I'm glad I picked a lower
0: song. Okay, Steph uh, chose uh, Seasons by Future Island. Is so cool. I love your voice. And um, here it we go. Also, you get to choose who goes first. Oh, yeah. You can either go first, you can let Jen Grant go first.
2: Oh, I can go first because she's never even heard the song. All right. Okay, right.
3: now tell me if this is loud enough. Okay, ready? Yeah.
0: It should be cranked all the way.
3: Uh, Yeah, it's pretty loud. Is it not loud okay, enough, yeah. though?
0: Crank it. All right, That's here great. we go. Kay. Steph Tolov. Seasons by Future Islands. Here we go. Are okay. you Mariah <laughs> or Yoko?
2: <laughs> seasons change. And I try hard just to soften you. <laughs> Seasons change. Get a job trying to change for you. <laughs> I've been waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting on you.
0: <laughs> That's great, <laughs> Steph Dolem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Stop
2: this! Stop this! Stop
0: I like this. the uh, you who who. Um,
3: no, no. I realized I
2: should have picked my favorite song, and I didn't. That no, was stupid. Which one? Take me to church. Oh, let's do that.
3: Oh, one.
0: that's that's a good one. Can we do is that? that one one? Yeah, let's do it. And because there's get probably really be... carried
2: away with it,
3: and I sound no, really bad at you know it, why? but I'm
2: way
0: better at it
3: because it's like more of a singing one. Like yes, this is more yes. of a do, 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 I realized do, 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 that
2: after yes, <laughs> like the okay, chorus it. of Take,
3: Take me, me to the. Me me yes, yeah, that yes. one.
2: Okay, see, I know that okay, one. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm not that weird. Should we do that instead? I yeah, mid mid this, I was like, oh damn it, that one's, I get way more
0: than on that. Okay. There's way too
2: much instrumental in that mm. one. I'm like, this is taking too long. I'm like, just bobbing my head for five minutes. Like, I'm just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll do first ever... I sound
2: nothing like Take Me to Church also, but I really like singing it. Exactly, and that's all that
3: yeah, matters. Yeah,
0: and whatever will get you into it, you know?
2: It'll get me right into it.
0: All right, we're doing our first yeah, we'll ever we'll Ari Mariah we'll Orioko audible. we part. We're going to change the song. We're going to change it up that, with yeah? Uh, yeah. Take yeah, Me it's to it's Church. Uh, Hosier, let's do it. Whenever you're ready, okay. Steph Tolev. OK
2: But I love it. Commend me to be well. Amen Amen Amen. Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sin so you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death of good God, let me give you my life. Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sin so you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death of good God. Let me give you my life.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. You, I
2: get way more into
0: that You that totally, good, yeah. You,
3: you came no, you, to life. You might be surprised how good that sounds. No, no,
2: no. Yes. no, no
0: hilarious. Yeah. hilarious.
2: No, no. It doesn't sound good. Oh, but my I God. I really like singing that chorus.
0: It's a good chorus. Yeah, you just came right mm. to life on that
2: one. I, I, I sing it a lot by myself <laughs> Whoa. in <the> car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello. Do you want my sweaty headphones? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hot.
0: Okay, yeah. Jen Grant, rebuttal. Your turn. Jose, okay. take me to church when ready.
3: Born sick, but but I love it. Command me to be well. Amen. 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 Oh my God, I'm trying to... Take me to church, I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sins, and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death, good God. Let me give you my life. Take me to church, I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. Tell you my sins, and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death, good God. Let me give you my life. <laughs> oh my God,
2: that's hard. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I thought you've heard it before. Yeah, I oh have. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> that,
2: didn't sound like that, that was I you. Thought you, thought you thought
3: oh it. my yeah. God,
0: great job. That was hilarious.
2: Did I take this out. Yeah, take this out. I'll
0: do this. Okay. Oh my God, that was great.
2: Uh, That's
3: funny. You have to give it to Steph. Steph didn't even think that I had ever heard the song before. Um, Whoa! (laughs) I'm like, I'm like hoarse from that. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, this is the part of my job that I hate. Oh,
1: so hard. Uh,
0: Yeah, I have to choose a winner, and um, based on, you know, I've sat in this chair uh, through many of these, and uh, enthusiasm comes into play. Mm -hmm. uh, Straight up. Uh, talent comes into play. It's getting so serious <laughs> know, about so right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, I'm going to give it to Steph Tolliff. Oh, thank,
2: Congratulations, there we go. Steph
0: Toliff, thank you. Congratulations, Steph Tolliff, champion. What? Thank you. You uh,
3: might be surprised at how good you were.
0: You did have a, a home advantage because you changed it up.
3: I
2: did. I feel bad.
3: But no, I just, don't. I
2: realized no. how much more fun that song
0: is to say it's a fun song (laughs) the other one was pretty funny Uh. this
2: took so long I was like this is so long in
3: between
0: words Uh, so there you have it that's been another installment of Are You Mariah or Yoko (gasps) Uh, everything well steph tolev cannot thank you enough for coming in studio oh, and, and uh sorry telling us no by all means uh telling us a bit about uh, you and your story
2: thank you great yeah. interview thanks uh, for having me
0: thanks for doing the you Mari or yoko <laughs>
2: oh god i got sweaty i actually got really i got sweatier than normal singing that i get really worked up when i say
0: oh uh, that's hilarious uh what's your twitter
2: at Steph Tolev T-O-L-E-V
0: Perfect At mm-hmm. Steph Tolev Follow that Shit And uh, Steph Tolev Same spelling Steph Tolev Is hilarious.com For <laughs> so a website cocky. So cocky Thanks again for doing it No thank you i have to re- I'll see you real soon Yeah And watch your head It's such a beautiful Waste of time And there it is Another one in the books uh, Thank you to my guest Steph Tolev for, list, er, for listening well thank you for listening but thanks to Steph for stopping by studio uh, chatting it up good times thank you for locking down a great rendition of You Mariah or Yoko and congratulations for winning that thanks to my producer Adam Fox my sound engineer Miles Lacroix and uh, thank you to you always you for listening you thanks to my buddy Serge say what's up again say goodbye what's up thank you goodbye and Mike say a little goodbye you can actually use that mic now See you guys see, uh, Just like that See you guys From Skidok Always thank you For listening And like I said Off the top Email the show Pod At jdcomedyhour.com Facebook and Twitter Or Twitter and Instagram At jdcomedyhour And facebook.com Slash jdcomedyhour That's it That's all We'll see you on Tuesday A lot of new episodes To come next week And as always Watch your head
2: down to oh there's a water here thank you I have two waters now put them on this whole thing I'm sorry I'm so sweaty right now
0: and you can adjust the mic in every possible oh my god this is such a cool little space get comfortable